Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is Ray Penny with New Jersey School Board Association. This is Conversations with Educators on the uh, COVID-19 Frontline. Uh, I hope you are all well and safe today. It's a beautiful day out there. At least it is where I am. Um, today we'll be talking to Catherine Perner. Uh, she's a teacher at Pylands Regional. I'll introduce her in a second. But if you have any questions for her, you can dial one uh, three four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four and press one, and I'll tell Robin, who's monitoring our switchboard, that you have a question, or you can just log into our um, uh, switchboard, uh, our uh, chat room. Um, one of the things uh, I think no, no one's job changed more quickly than uh, a teacher, and uh, it was almost literally overnight. Uh, so as we've been going through this whole series of uh, conversations with educators on the COVID-19 uh, front line. Uh, we started with the superintendents and we went to a principal. We're going to go to some teachers now and other personnel. Um, so with us is Catherine Perner. Uh, welcome, Catherine. You're at Pylons Regional High School. How are you? Well, thank you. Um, good afternoon. I'm doing quite well, and um, thank you for having me on your program. And yes, I do. I teach at Pinelands Regional High School in uh, southern New Jersey. Yes, it's in uh, Ocean County, for those who don't know. And we actually have already talked to her superintendent. Um, So just tell us the classes that you teach and how long you've been teaching. Okay, so um, I've been teaching uh, just over 20 years. And I teach uh, pre-AP U.S. History 1, and I also teach AP U.S. History 2. Uh, Pre-AP is for um, 10th graders, and AP 2 is for 11th graders. Okay, so uh, those are usually high-achieving students, I would assume. Um, So as we go through this, um, when you first – when did you first hear about this, that, you know what, you're going to have to go virtual? Okay, so when did we first hear about that we were going virtual? Well, it was, um, I think it was around the middle of March we started, uh, our administrators started to put out the word that we needed to create some remote uh, distant learning. Um, But then they were giving us, you know, kind of an extended timeline. They were predicting this, you know, in about two, three weeks. And then all of a sudden it seemed like a light switch went off and, you know, please be ready by the end of the week uh, to have virtual lessons uh, ready to go. And that is how, you know, it kind of, you know, came to us through, you know, in school. And you must have taken a deep breath at that point when you were like, because I I, I do feel it's sped up very fast. Yeah. It it seemed like something that was going to happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, yes, happening tomorrow. Uh, yes. So did you take a deep breath at that point? Um, yes, we did. Uh, we were, you know, we, I, I, for some reason, I remember it as a week transition, um, like kind of Monday, Tuesday, you got your lessons together. So I knew what we were going to be doing. Um, we collaborated with my, I collaborated with my colleagues on, on the third floor. That's the floor I teach my other social <laughs> studies uh, teachers. We got together, you know, discussing ideas, how to implement this. There was a lot of really cooperative 
activity among us to really get all of us ready to go. And then, you know, we'd be discussing about, well, here, the timelines moved up, the timelines moved up. And even in the classroom, uh, what I did was, because we were all unsure exactly how long this was going to play out or when this was going to be put into place. And I knew once I got my template down of what I wanted them to do, I did model for them what I expected them to do independently. So I had it all set up. I showed them, you know, the resources we would be using to continue with the lessons and try to work through some of the gray area, you know, up front before, you know, we went, you know, um, remote. How did, how did your students react? I mean, I know the adults were taken by surprise. I would have, I'm jumping to a conclusion, uh, assumption that the students must have been even more surprised because I'm not sure they were following it as closely as uh, some of the other adults. Well, it's, you know, I know because I remember you, you had given me this question. I was trying to think, how did they react? Um, they reacted like young adults. We had, um, we did have a class. I knew when we had a discussion on it. So we talked about the possibility. We talked about what it was. Um, a lot of them were also, you know, in disbelief, as we were as Americans. You know, is this real? Is this not real? Um, where is this coming from? What, what, what does all of this mean? So we did have, I thought, which was a really very mature conversation on exactly what we were facing. And to be honest with you, they rose to the occasion. And then we talked about how to handle it. And this is when, you know, we were able, where I was able to kind of, you know, have one of those teaching moments. And we discussed, you know, not complaining that we all have to rise to the occasion, that we're citizens of a republic, that you need to be the, put the good of all above the good of the self, you know, and demonstrate what it really means to be part of a virtuous citizen, act like an adult, you know, and so forth. And no whimpering, no complaining, no, no, um, nothing. They just rose to the occasion, they accepted the responsibility, and um, that's how they went about it. And before you know it, though, we were out of school. So it kind of came, we talked about it, set the standards, set the expectations, and then they were gone. So that is how fast like you had mentioned in the beginning, how fast this whole thing came about. Yeah, it, it, I still uh, have a hard time uh, with that speed. Uh, what was the hardest <laughs> challenge that you have as a teacher with the instruction? Um, in, now, well, I know your <laughs> students are either pre-AP or AP, so I assume that they, they're, they're kind of motivated. Um. So let me just kind of backtrack for a moment. We have um, the AP program at Pinelands is an all-inclusive program. In other words, any student who wants to come on board and accept the challenge of AP can. So the notion that the students are all the AP, or I'm sorry, or all the A-plus students um, is a, you know, kind of misconception. We'll take students from that have um, any um, have challenges, let's put it this way, mm -hmm. and my job and our school's job is to help them rise above those challenges and to meet at like a college class head-on, so to speak. So that is, the, that is the mixture of the students that I teach. Yes, I will do agree with you, though they are, for the most part, highly motivated. 
So now when your question says, how, what was the most difficult part? Um, the difficult part is, well, let's see. So first it's learning and trying to communicate to all of them because they're all not on the same level. I differentiate between my students. I try to figure out like for, you know, for student A, they need this. Student B needs something different. Student C is really self-motivated and, you know, they're going to do fine. So that was very difficult is that I have this diverse mix of students with diverse skills. How do I now tailor a remote learning that is really going to be packaged for everybody and make sure every student is getting what they need out of it? So that is still, I still, I mean, I just had to reach out to two students today that have kind of fallen through the cracks and kind of pulled them back in, reminded them to get back in the game and we've got to get a strategy and so forth. Um, that's, been one of the, that's been one of the biggest challenges. Um, a second challenge is just trying to adapt to remote learning. You're not in front. It's, it's very impersonal. I don't like operating like that. I, you know, I like to be in front of my students, interact with my students um, as I teach my lessons and so forth. So that has been hard. And just learning how to communicate efficiently um, through, you know, through the computer. You're trying to lay out lessons, and it took me a couple of times, you know, to make sure everything was streamlined, not confusing. And I do take student feedback to say, well, what did you mean by that? And you go back and you check, and you realize that you should, uh, you know, um, you know, you have to, kind of revamp the instructions on how to and what to do. Before I ask the next question, for those who are listening, we are talking with Catherine Perner. She's a, a AP and a pre-AP uh, social studies teacher in um, uh, Pinelands Regional Pine. High School, which is in um, uh, Ocean Southern County. Yes. Yes. Yeah, actually, Ocean County goes pretty far north and south. So, uh, yes, it but does. you're at yeah. the southern end. Um, so if anyone has a question, if you're on the phone, you can dial 347-989-3444. Uh, 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 I forgot the number. Oh, or 989-8904 and press the number 1. And then uh, uh, Robin, who's monitoring the switchboard, will get your question. If you have a question in the chat room, just type it in, and I will um, pass it on to her. Um, I was going to ask you the question, what do you miss the most? But I'm going to guess that uh, no one got got into teaching to be a virtual teacher. Uh, you probably miss, What do you miss the most? I mean, you probably miss a lot uh, doing everything virtually. <laughs> I, I do. You know, you're totally right. You, you know, I think a teacher by nature is somebody who's very social and being isolated is – is it's kind of jarring uh, to I guess is the easy way to say it. I miss the students. I miss my classroom, um, my colleagues. They, we have a uh, I have a great bunch of colleagues, and we always bounce ideas off of each other. And you know, you're there if you're having a good difficult day, you're having a good day. You can always share that with them. And um, you know, some you know some of your friends that that you have the students, of course. That goes without saying. So, uh, yeah, I, I would have guessed that. Now, uh, how do you communicate with your students? Is it do you do email? Uh, do you meet with them 
What, what platform do you use for your instruction, actually? I'm, I'm not... Okay, so um, I'm using Google Classroom, and I do everything through the, I do everything through that. So we um, we have we have office hours. I have an office hour every day that students can come on. I do. Uh, everybody has all my students have my phone number. I have theirs. I will have individual meetings with students through FaceTime, and I hold lectures. And so we're we are um, preparing now for the AP test, which has been totally revamped. <laughs> you want to talk about difficulty, yeah. So that's been totally revamped. And that's also been a very difficult thing to try to figure out. And so now um, we are reviewing large chunks of content. And I do that through uh, providing a toolkit through the Google Classroom. All the instructions, communication is done through Google Classroom. And then I hold regularly scheduled lectures, again, through Google Classroom, and that would be through Google Meet. And um, they turn in their assignments, again, also on Google Classroom. And so that is, that is the uh, tool that really has made this on, I mean, it's not easy, but has made it very easy, very functionable, so to speak. And... Um... Now, these students, that test, the, the AP exam is what they're working <laughs> mm. for towards all year. And so how is that working mm -hmm. this year? Okay. So, um, and we just got this. I mean, you, you want to talk about a fast turnaround. So we were told, I do believe it was only about three weeks ago, maybe four, I forget exactly when, that they had revamped the AP and that students would be able to take AP test at home. I say, like, oh, okay. And so with that, for my test, which is U.S. history, which is usually a three-hour test, including, you know, analytical multiple choice, short answers, a long essay, and then a, a longer essay based on documents, which is a DBQ, that has been modified to a 45-minute DBQ based on wow. documents. Yes, Went right. Three hours <laughs> 40. Okay. It's hard to write an essay in 45 minutes. Oh, my students, honestly, though, were not happy with this. I mean, we have been preparing, because um, I have a lot of my students for two years. We have, been we have been preparing for two years for this test. We will even sit and, and, you know, I make them sit and take a test for an hour, and then we're going to, you know, vamp it up to an hour and a half, so they actually get the stamina for three hours. And... Again, in the type of school, in the type of students I have, some of my students have phenomenal skills with doing the multiple choice. Their writing is weak. So they had a shot at scoring a three or four or five, which is a passing score for the AP, uh, by their multiple choice. You know, now that is gone for some of them. You know, they have, it, this is solely dependent on writing. And so that is, that most of my students were very concerned and they were not happy with the changes, but they accepted them. And so that's what we've been preparing for. Um, yes, and that's, that has been a challenge because it's a new rubric, a new writing style, only five DBQs. And um, it could be on any unit from like is unit three, which is the start of the revolution up to the end of World War II. And so I've had to go over all of that material in just, a few weeks plus give them um, I think they've now they will now have written about four DBQs for me in this short period of time 
uh, just uh, for people who may not know, uh, the advanced placement, AP, um, that's a national curriculum or standard. So this is happening not just in Pinelands. This is happening oh, all yes. across mm-hmm. the, the nation. Um, yes. That's a tough thing because you've been doing one th- your goal. You were teaching <laughs> to a goal and uh, an objective uh, for a long time. And mm-hmm. at the last minute, you told your kids, well, that's not really what it is. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And they handled, but you know what? They handled uh, going to virtual learning pretty well, too. They they took it in stride. They did, and they did rise to the occasion. And, I, and you know, <clears throat> some of these lectures that I have to give, since I'm covering so much content, and I do follow the new revised AP a guide, which was done in 2018, it really breaks it down into chunks, so it's very digestible. And that's great in a classroom because you have one chunk, you go over it, you review it, and then the next day you do another chunk. Well, I'm doing these lectures that are like kind of marathon lectures where I try to get through half of a unit and then the next half of a unit. Now, just to back that up, they have had, they have some readings to do. They also have a toolkit where they can choose to either look to video um, I do have to give a shout out to Khan Academy. My students seem to like it. That's really helping with the nuts and bolts of this. Um, and then I come and tie it all together uh, for them in these lectures. Um, but it is, it's daunting. It's daunting for them. But they do rise to the occasion and they, you know, sit through the lectures. They make suggestions and answer questions. So uh, we'll get through it. I mean, we have no other choice and that's what you do. You know, you have a challenge. You meet the challenge, and hopefully conquer the challenge. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes when you have no choice, you, you have to raise rise to the challenge. And talking oh, about challenge, think about as you go to next year. I think it's one okay. thing uh, that you um, you've had a relationship with your students for most of the year mm-hmm. up until the middle of March. Um, mm-hmm. What do you see as a challenge if we open when we open in? Uh, September, for you as a teacher? Um, Well, of course, first and foremost, and I'm assuming I have an amazing uh, administration uh, that our school has, and I'm sure they will make sure we open uh, smartly and safely. So I I have no worries that they will make sure that those things are taken care of. But I thought about this, and I I do think about what's what's it going to be like that first day back in front of the class, because you're right. I mean, it's going to be five, six months before we see these students again. And I think, I think one of the challenges will be is how to get students back into that routine. They're not just going to be able to be thrown back into it. It's, I'm going to have to readjust those beginning lessons because they're used to getting up at 10, 11 o'clock. God bless them, right? They're mm-hmm. used to you know, eating whenever they want. They don't have to ask to go to the bathroom. They have an enormous amount of freedom at home. And now they're going to have to be put back into this structure. Um, I mean, our school starts at 7.20 in the morning. These kids sometimes are not going to bed till 3 o'clock in the morning because they play video games or, you know, whatever. So I think having students reacclimate back to a structure will take some time. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. And I know they wanted all my students um, and from, from my other colleagues. I've heard students in this school. I really do think maybe the one shining um, parts of this is to 
have maybe the public understand just how vital and important public school is to not only to students, but to the whole society's picture of, of um, you know, of what children need and the vital part that schools play in that. So, yes, I, so I think making having students adjust is going to be huge. Uh I think it's going to have, be a huge adjustment for teachers too, because I, I guess you yes, you have to find out where your you're going to have to find out where your students are academically, socially, emotionally. Um, oh, absolutely. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may take a little longer this year than you in previous years, I would imagine. Oh, I I can I already envision, and I and I know our administration is absolutely you know, focused on emotional well-being also in our school. That's been one of our big pushes. Um, And I know that we will have, um, you know, direction on how to, you know, have students readjust, you know, um, so. Okay. That brings us to the close. This went pretty fast. I could talk to you probably for another uh, 30 minutes on everything. I wish your students good luck on their exam. I know it wasn't what they prepared for, uh, but I'm right. sure they will adjust because of your leadership. And well, I hope you, that Lynn. you stay well and safe. And well, thanks thank for joining also, me. Well, thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. And I also hope you and uh, will stay um, well and safe. And thank you. Okay. And that brings us to the end of this uh, uh podcast i hope you enjoyed it uh and i hope you'll if you're listening you all stay uh well and safe and have a good afternoon and a good evening and uh that brings us to the end yeah goodbye okay is that it that's it okay we're not on the air well